Okay. Thanks, man. <laughs> you're, you're quite welcome. It is my kind of chaos. Speaking of chaos. Groovy. All right, let's go ahead and rock and roll. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Rock and Roll Podcast. I am your host, John Harris. Usually on my right-hand side is my right-hand man, Gabriel, but he is currently back at his school, so he'll be here in spirit. Today on the Rock and Roll Podcast, we have My Kind of Chaos. They've got a new album called The Monster Stirs, which is released on May 8th. Right now, I'm being joined by Nick to share some more information about what the band has been up to during this time, as well as some information about the album and a couple of tracks. So, uh, Nick, welcome to the show. Hi, John. How are you, mate? Um, thanks for having me, buddy. I'm absolutely thrilled to be here, mate. Yeah, absolutely great to have you on. I'm always excited to chat with somebody <laughs> from Australia. I love you guys. I think you guys are a socially conscious, don't take any crap sexy group of people you know oh, thanks buddy look i one of my best friends on the planet is uh is canadian um joel Kroll vicious and he's i'm yet to meet a bad canadian you guys are awesome honestly fantastic people why thank you sir <laughs> now uh take us into this album the monster stories it was released uh in may I guess maybe my first question kind of arcing into the whole covid thing is was that always the plan to release it oh. in in may it was actually released on the 5th of June. Um, I don't know, we might have got our wires crossed there a little bit. Probably my fault. Oh, there's so much going on. But, yeah, the 5th of June it came out. Um, it always was. Uh, that was the plan. Um, we we put together a bunch of well, – we recorded the album and then put together a bunch of video clips and then um, released the album and then we were releasing sort of a film clip um, sort of every month or – six weeks, you know, after that. Um, obviously, the, the release of the album, we were meant to tour, um, you know, uh, and that didn't happen. So we had to figure out other ways to get it out there, you know. Um, social media obviously is a fantastic tool for that. But um, we, we didn't expect the response we had. So, yeah, yeah, the 5th was always the um, the release day, mate, for sure. Okay. Now you mentioned you guys have the album recorded, then you've got uh, the video clips, planning to release them every six weeks. And I guess my next question is, are those all locked and loaded and ready to go? Or is that kind of in the, the limbo a bit? No, no, they're all, all five clips are already out there because it's, what is it now, September. So um, we, we, did, we shot two film clips last year. They were really high-end ones. Um, that we shot for Down the River and Stop Running. And also we shot a couple of low-end video clips this year. Um, and we were going to drip feed those, um, you know, uh, but once again because of COVID we thought, well, we need to get them out there because people can't come and see us play. So um, it sort of changed all of our plans, you know. It, it, it sort of devastated us a bit because we were planning a massive tour. Um, so, yeah, all the clips are online, mate. They're all on YouTube and on our website and everywhere. So you can watch all five of those. Okay, perfect. Now, something you mentioned was social media and that people can't come see us play. So I guess uh, my next question then is, have you guys been doing, like, live streams or acoustic sets or, or anything in lieu of the tour? Okay. So I'm going to be really, really honest and candid with you here, mate. Um, because of COVID, when it hits so badly over here or everywhere, I should say, but um, a lot of the guys in the band had to go to back to their day jobs because we were going to, you know, um, 
live off the tour uh, and just really, you know, ramp it up and uh, and go crazy and then, you know, hopefully do a, an international tour. So we lost a few band members, which devastated us because everything just, all our plans just got absolutely knocked on the head. But I am happy to say that um, in the interim we have uh, managed to find um incredible musicians to replace the other guys. I mean, they'll be sadly missed, but the musicians we got now are just as good and just amazing human beings. So um, we've been rehearsing for a few months now, just getting those boys up to speed. So by the time COVID uh, is and all the, the laws are a little bit more relaxed and we can tour, um, we'll be ready to hit the road um, and, and just smash it out. So um, that's kind of what's going on. So to answer the question about the live streaming, um, yes, we will be very, very soon. Um, now the guys are up to speed, we can start creating those live gigs, I guess, which is everyone's doing right now, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, I was just chatting with somebody in Finland and they've got some gigs tentatively booked for next month while they await from the government to find out if they're even allowed to have those gigs next month. Yeah, right, right. Well, it's funny you say that. I heard um, now um, over here we've got uh, you have to be, or if you want to get paid for royalties, you become a member of the uh, of APRA. Um, and now if you want to do a live gig and then put it on, for instance, Facebook, not that I'm trying to rag on Facebook, but they now have uh, the ability to take those down so they don't have to fork out coin to you know, to pay all these bands that are doing it now, which is a bit sad. So I guess we'll have to figure out other ways to get it out there, like YouTube and stuff like that. But um, that's a bridge we'll cross definitely when we when we uh, put one together, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Okay, now uh, I guess kind of a, a side question that I have for you, Nick, is you mentioned rehearsing with some new members, getting the guys up to speed. Have you guys then been using this time to maybe write some new material with the new members? We certainly have. Well, my my guitarist and I, we write all the music. Um, we've been playing together for 30-odd years. So uh, in this time, this downtime, mate, we've actually pretty much got the second album written. Um, we've already recorded, I think, four songs off it because I've got a studio at my house, so I just we can record there whenever we like, which is fantastic. So, um, yeah, mate, the second album's just about finished. <laughs> we've used our time wisely. <laughs> well, it certainly sounds like it. I mean, you guys just don't stop running. No, no, mate. No, we are constantly, constantly writing, constantly just, you know, creating new tunes. Um, and if we don't get the goosebump effect up the uh, when you when we finish it, then it doesn't make the album. If, if it doesn't give you goosebumps, it's out. <laughs> there you go. It, you know, that's an important point. Is uh, if I hear somebody say like like my my girlfriend just immediately said, who is this? And that, well, it's my band. Like, what do you mean, who is this? You don't know what we sound like? Well, basically, it's a good song. If she's like, who is this? If you stop and you're like, what's going on? Then, yeah, uh, wow. It's <laughs> awesome. Kind of, like, kind of like a backhanded compliment. It's like, what do you mean, it's my band? Like, you know what we sound like? Well, maybe, maybe the songs weren't that good up until that point. You know, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> so Something to realize. But... Uh, going back to the to the the idea of you know you guys don't stop running. Take us through this track, stop running. What is this track about? Okay, stop running is about um, my constant chase for success in the music industry, which is brutal. Um, I've been playing music since I was fourteen. I was a drummer um, in punk bands 
back in Victoria, which is about 2,000 kilometres south of here. Um, and I grew up in a, in a small country town playing drums for punk bands and we'd always sort of get right up there and then something would happen. And then, and then I moved up here and we got right up there with another good band and then something happened. And it's my constant chase um, for success in this, in this brutal instrument, in, industry that's hard to break into, you know, it really is. Um, so Stop Running is about that. It's, it's the chase for, for success. And I'm happy to say that um, this probably being my final crack, um, it's looking pretty good, you know, um, after, after the response. So um, I don't know if you've seen the film clip for Stop Running, but um, there is a lot of running in it. <laughs> It, it, it is. It's, it's kind of like, you know, stop running. Well, why do I want to stop running? So, I mean, I guess that's where it comes in that maybe you don't have to run. I, I guess my, my follow-up is, oh, it's looking pretty good this time around. Why yeah. is that? Yeah, so I'm always chasing success. So that's it. And it's me saying to success, listen, you might as well stop now because I've got you, if you know what I mean. Um so, yeah, look, we've just done it right this time. Um, social media has helped incredibly. It really, really has. Um, you know, the film clips we did um, have got great response. But we also, with the, with the songs on this album, um, we managed to nail down a, an amazing double aria award-winning producer, Anton Hagop, who produced the album. Now, I know in the core of me, without him, um, this wouldn't be anywhere near as good of an album uh, as, it, as it turned out. Um, I'm not saying it's the best album in the world, but it certainly wouldn't have uh, had the success or that it's getting. Um, hopefully it'll get a lot more. But th without him, um, he just took it to next level, John. It was unbelievable. He is an, uh, he's, he's, worth, he's guaranteed he's worth winning both of those areas. Um, so as soon as we got him, it changed everything. So... Um, yeah, Stop Running, in my opinion, turned out to be one of the best songs off the album. And, um, and it's, it's, yeah, it's getting a lot of attention, which is great. So can't complain. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, when you're running through what looks like a pool scene with girls in bikinis, I mean, that's pretty much a guarantee. <laughs> it was freezing that day. It was so cold. They were so patient. And, and um, oh, they were just, you can't really see it. But that's, um, yeah, that was so cold. So that's that's actually a direct reference to, I don't know if people haven't really mentioned it, but to Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Okay, you know, I can see that. Yeah, I can see yeah, that. Yeah, you know, when, he's, when he jumps over the, the girls laying in bikinis and he stops, he's in such a rush, but he's still got time to go back and talk to the girls. So we just thought we'd throw in a <laughs> bit of comedy there, mate. Yeah, yeah. It was pretty <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah. Now... Yeah. Uh, one of the other tracks we're going to chat about today was Feed My Ego, and I actually get almost a completely different vibe musically uh, from Feed My Ego. Now, is it similar to, to Chasing Success, like Feed My Ego with success? No, no, not at all. Feed My Ego um, was I, – I, I used to live with a friend uh, here on the Gold Coast many years ago. Anyway, as she just could not stop – the song's actually about – um, narcissists on social media, she could not stop taking selfie after selfie after selfie and posting it. And she was a wonderful human being. Unfortunately, she was just um, 
starting to be a bit of a narcissist, you know, and, and she was only doing it so she could get the likes from people. And I'm like, Claire, you know, you got to, you got to, uh, the madness has to stop, honey. <laughs> you know, honestly, it's just, uh, and she was losing friends at a rapid rate because she just couldn't stop taking selfies. And I said, sweetheart, honestly, just, you know, people love you for who you are, not, you know, not these selfies you keep taking. So Feed My Ego was a bit of a, um, a bit of a piss take on on that, you know. I told her about it, so she was cool with it. So when we, <laughs> came, <laughs> I said, "Look, you, 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 I've written a song. I don't mention you in it, but it's kind of loosely based on you and you know, just narcissists on Facebook um, or social media, I should say, you know." But um, anyway, so we wanted to put a really funny sort of film clip to it. So. My partner, she said, oh, look, why don't we just do like a band scene and we can have two girls up the front of the band who are kind of taking selfies with the band, not really interested in the music. They just want to, you know, big note themselves with a band. Uh, And then we can have a big Facebook thumbs up cake come out and then the whole band just, you know, throws it at the girls and then they throw it back and we have an all-in-cake fight. And I said, look, that's a great idea, but um, as long as you play one of the girls and she's like, what? I'm like, yeah, that's the deal. She's like, you just want to do that so you can throw cakes at me. And I'm like, you got it, sweethearts. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what we did. And it turned out it, it got, oh, my goodness, it got 25,000 views on Facebook alone in the first couple of weeks. Um, it's already up to, oh, I don't know what it's up to on YouTube, but the response from that clip, like, that was the sort of a real punk song of the album. Mm-hmm. Um, the other songs are sort of like my guitarist, Andy, he's a loves his rock whereas I love my punk, and what you're hearing is a combined uh, sort of, is the two combined. Um, yeah, you know, because you can hear lots of ACDC in there, Green Day, Offspring, um, Dead Kennedys, you know, um, other other heavy rock bands. So, yeah, but the, the Fiji Ego is definitely the most uh, punk song of the album, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, I was trying to think of, how to put it together? Like, for example, and stop running that main lick there. I was like, is that like a Motorhead lick? Is that a? And you mentioned the Offspring, and it kind of reminds me of uh, stuff the Offspring kind of did over a couple of years ago. So, yeah, we we get that a lot um, when people reference our music. It's always we either get Foo Fighters, Offspring, um, Green Day. Um, yeah, for some reason they always re- revert back to to those sort of three bands the most, which, hey, that's not a bad thing. I'm not complaining. I'll take mm-hmm. that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, look, Feature Ego was so much fun. It was so much fun and it didn't it didn't rain. It doesn't rain on the Gold Coast that often, but the day that we shot that, John, it was torrential. Like you couldn't have got any more rain if you tried. It was ridiculous. People, <laughs> still, <laughs> people still turned up, um, you know, and bless them. I was so, so grateful that they did. Um, they still turned up and, and we had a great day and then it, things were going, you know, everyone was, it was so humid. It was like 38 degrees and uh, I think about 100% humidity yeah. and everyone was starting to waver and everyone was getting tired and hot and, and then the owner of the house, she's like, I know what I need to do here. I need to get everyone drunk. So that's what she did. So we all just got really drunk and just threw cakes at each other. It was fantastic. The funny thing, when I think of 38C and 100% humidity, which at that point has got to be like, what, like 42 to 45C, uh, it's oh. just just like I don't want a cake in my face at that point. But, I mean, you know, when in Rome, <laughs> I guess, or when, yeah, in gold, I, when in the Gold Coast. 
And then it took us, um, I think we were still trying to get the smell out of our hair, all the cake and cream out of our hair. Three or four days later, the clothes we were wearing, we just had to throw away. We could not get the smell out of it no matter what we did. So, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it was <laughs> Sign of a good cake. Sign of a good cake, yeah. The, the drive home was just disgusting. We were all in the car just Dunk. Oh, it was awful. But look, we had a great day. So, um, yeah. So that's VJ Ego for you. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Now, something you mentioned was that uh, the response has been incredible for the album and you didn't expect the level of response. And I guess my question is why, why do you think the response has been so great and perhaps different from other previous projects that you've done in the past? Um, I, well, the, the album actually took Andy and I, um, the, our. our I had a hideous elbow accident and I was a drummer singer and that ended my drumming career. I nearly lost the use of my arm. So uh, he and I just set about, you know, it took us about six years, just he and I in my studio writing the album. And we, we, we didn't just write songs just to be songs, you know. We really thought them through and decided, you know, let's spend a lot of time on each song. Uh, and that's what we did. And then when we got Anton Haggop, you know, um, on board and he, He's won two Arias and for him to be, to jump on board so easily um, was a sign that maybe we're doing something right here. And then, of course, when we got the album back for him, we were just, we were just over the moon. And the reason I think it's done so well, it's, it's got a sort of old 90s feel, but uh, 90s, you can hear a lot of the 90s in there, but it's got a modern feel to it. And what we're getting a lot of, John, is people say, ah, oh, this has been missing from our speakers for so long, you know. It's like we're not trying to recapture the past but we're trying to just, you know, give you a glimpse of, you know, some of the music that, that you know, was just huge back then in the in the, um, uh, the, the 90s, you know. I mean, every there were so many amazing bands and, like I said, I don't want to be one of those bands, but I think it's just different, you know. It's sort of it's, it's got a good solid back end and, and, I don't know, people just love it and are resonating with it with so, so much love. Um, I hope it continues. So, yeah. Yeah, let's hope you guys have some incredible momentum to go with that. Um, I guess maybe if you don't mind giving away too much, what does the second album sound like? Is it something like a continuation of The Monster Stirs? Is it something completely different? What should we expect from from the new writing? Um, well, yeah, look, it is it is a bit different. Um, like every song off The Monster Stirs is completely different to the next one. The second album is... Um, uh, we've sort of started after we met Anton, we, we sort of tweaked our writing a little bit more, uh, a bit differently. So, look, the second album is different. It's, it's, there, it's probably not as heavy as the first album, like Making Zombies, Euthanasia. They're very really, like Making Zombies, you can almost nearly call it metal, but it's not, but it's probably the heaviest song on the album. So the second album, it's not quite as heavy. Um, it's a little bit more friendly to your ears. Um, but uh, without, for the lack of a better term, John, maybe a bit more commercial. Um, yeah, so we, we're just going to just change direction a smidge, not too much. Um, it's still still got all the big heavy guitars and drums in there, but um, it's just a just if I like I said, just maybe a tiny bit more on the commercial side, mate. But um, still with a big punch. So, and I can't wait to see what Anton will do with it because he signed on for the second and third album as well, which is fantastic news. 
Yeah, yeah. I was just looking at some of his credits. I mean, Silver Chairs in there and and a few other uh, in, incredible acts. So I guess maybe take us a little bit more through that. How did you guys uh, start that relationship? And um, what's it like working with somebody of that caliber? Uh, okay, so it's amazing you mentioned Silverchair. He actually won an aria for Silverchair's Diorama. That was one of the albums uh, he won the aria for where they used the orchestra. Um, Anton pretty much wrote all those orchestra um, parts in the in the in that album, um, and also I think he won an aria for Powderfingers Vulture Street. So we had the album just about finished, and my my partner, um, she is just incredible. She basically manages, and when we finish the album, I I'm a sound engineer, but not of that caliber, and I would never pretend that I'm good enough to produce a you know, a world-class album. Anyway, she said, look, why don't we just try and find award-winning producers in Australia? And then she narrowed it down um, to Anton. She goes, that's your guy. That's him. Just reach out to him. And I'm like, how the bloody hell do I do that? (laughs) Just get on the phone and send him an email or do whatever. Just do it. He's your guy. And I'm like, all right. So I did. I sent him an email. He was in London and... um, he replied. He was uh, unbelievable. He answers all his own phone calls and emails. And he said, yeah, look, mate, uh, send us a couple of songs. I'm flying back tomorrow. And um, and I did. I sent him four songs. <laughs> anyway, he got to, I believe, um, uh, like Malaysia or somewhere like that on the – oh, Singapore, the stopover. And um, he must have listened to them on the plane. Anyway, he sent an email from Singapore and he said, mate, I'm in. This is what Australian rock needs at the moment. So I'll call you at 7 o'clock on Tuesday when I get back. So sure enough, he called. And we spoke for two hours. We were like, it's like we've been mates for years. It was unbelievable. And he goes, right, listen, I've got I've got um, some time in about five weeks where I can, you know, you can uh, fly down and we'll, because uh, he's down in Sydney, you can fly down to Sydney and we'll produce this album for you. And he's like, where's all the vocals? And I said, I haven't sung them yet. And he's like, well, you've got four weeks, boy. I'm like, holy, okay, fair enough. So I quit my job. I literally quit my job and uh, and was in the studio for four weeks straight singing and uh, sung all the BVs myself. And uh, Sasha, my partner, she just kept me up with food and hydrated me and I just sang and sang and sang. And then we flew down on the Friday. I, I sung the last song on the wrote the last song on the Tuesday lyrically, recorded it on the Wednesday, edited it on the Thursday, and we flew down on the Friday. So talk about the 11th hour and the 11th minute. But um, we took it all down on a stick and gave it to him, and he was just, he was unreal. I was, I got some video there of me next to him in the studio. Just, you can see the elation on my face. And when we walked away from that, um, we had this amazing album. He's, the guy's a genius, John. He really is. He's just a savant, incredible man. And wonderful human being too. Yeah. So did you guys have like any um, like piano melodies or something to dictate what the vocals were going to follow or anything? Or was it just just instrumental tracks that you sent to him? No, no. Look, I did. We we had all the tracks recorded. um, And then I sent him all the stems and all the tracks uh, that I recorded here, sent them down earlier to him so he could sort of work out what he wanted to do. And then I... Um, play a little bit of piano as well. So I worked all the vocals out um, on the piano and then sung them to the piano and also the track um, in my in my vocal booth at my studio. 
and then um, when I was happy with those, I um, I I took I sent those down or took those down with me. Um, and uh, I sent one song down first, though, start, uh, making zombies vocally. And he goes, "Mate, if you sing all the rest of the songs as good as this, you're on to a winner." So, <laughs> so that's what I said about doing. You know, it, it took a while, but because um, I wanted them to be perfect. So yeah, that was the process. It was a, it's a different process, but it worked. You know. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, very excited to have you guys on the show again. Potentially next year. Is there a plan as to when the next album will be released? So we are going to release, and I don't mind telling you this, um, we're going to release the first song of the second album this year with a video, just putting it out there. So you got that to look forward to. Um, it's an amazing song and it's about living the best life you can be and about travelling. Um, so we're actually, what we're going to do, <coughs> excuse me, is uh, we're going to put it out to our audience um, to send in their videos of travelling, you know, because people can't travel at the moment. So we want to try and capture uh, the essence of travelling and living your best life. So we're going to get everyone to send in their best travelling videos and we're going to use that in the video clip um, along with their name and their location, which will be embedded uh, on the actual screen as the clip is playing as well. So they'll be immortalised forever in a Mike on a Chaos film clip. So that's the idea. So that'll be we'll be reaching out to people doing that ASAP. <clears throat> okay. Very cool stuff. Well, Nick, I believe that concludes my questions. Was there anything that I did not bring up or ask that you wanted to chat about? No, not at all. That's, that's, you've covered everything, mate. Um, you know, a couple of really good songs off the album um, and Anton who produced it deserves a shout out. Um, what we're doing next week, next year and this year. So mate, I'm, I'm, I'm thrilled to talk to you, John. I can't thank you enough, mate. This has been an absolute pleasure. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on to the Rock Metal Podcast today. Thanks, mate. It's been a pleasure being here.